right, welcome to Viking 360. It is episode 132. Mike Rubin, joined by Brian Johnson. Brian, it's been a while, man. Rube, I trust you had a great summer. Uh, it's good to see you. Good to be back with you uh, and uh, get some Viking sports back on the air. Indeed, starting with the Brook Bruins on Friday night. It's been an interesting series uh, between the Vikings and the Bruins over the year. You have the the postseason playoff side. You have the regular season side. And, and we mentioned, Brian, it's been an unusual series uh, by the fact that these teams have played on four different fields. They've played at Brook High School. they played at Memorial Stadium. And they also played during the playoffs at Wheeling Island and at Mountaineer Field. Yeah, it's quite a history, Rube. And uh, old guys like myself uh, have those flashbacks of uh, Brooke rolling into town back in 1989 when we were undefeated and uh, knocking us out of the playoffs. And I watched my brother play against them, and they knocked him out of the playoffs a couple of times. And then Coach Jimmy Frazier took a team up there, and I think I believe it was 09, and they knocked us out of the playoffs there. But as you said, it's been odd because once we started playing them in the regular season, the Vikings have, I don't want to say had their way with them, but have had more success. Two and one. But one thing I remember about Brooke, Brian, is the fact that they used to wear those green blazers. They would come out, to get off the bus, walk out on the field, and they would be wearing those green blazers. And they were a very huge team, numbers-wise and size-wise, yeah. back in the 80s. And they sort of resembled uh, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, they got off the, the uh, tour buses, I remember, in 1989. And uh, it was a little bit of an intimidating thing to see. And, and they were quite uh, quite a football powerhouse back then. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're starting to build back to that, Rube. They're getting better. They went 5-5 five and five last year. And we'll see how it happens, uh, how things shape up on Friday. I know you had a chance to talk with uh, one of the Viking assistant coaches. Yeah, I chatted with uh, Shane Castle, Viking defensive coordinator, and, uh, you know, talked to him a little bit about the team, and he's been really pleased with their effort uh, so far. He, he knows there are some X and O things that need to be cleaned up, and you'll have that with a young team. And, and I feel like uh, they feel confident that this team is going to give great effort night in and night out, and, and what that uh, works out to be in wins and losses, obviously we don't know, but uh, he's proud of the way they play and how hard they play. All right, all of the uh, fall sports will be – uh, honored uh, during a pep rally, and that takes place Thursday evening, this evening at uh, 6.30 on the courthouse lawn. Mayor Carolyn Rader has organized that event, and uh, that should be exciting. And also, uh, this Friday night, we have not one, but two inductions in the Viking Football Hall of Fame. Uh, Steve Buffington, who had a 15-year career as the, the team's athletic trainer and a uh, what Jeremy Buffington ran for 2,000 yards uh, during his career. Yeah, really neat story, Rube. Uh, uh, Father-son combo going in on the same night. It's got to be a special night for them. Uh, you know, I look forward to hearing what they have to say about that, but uh, a really, really neat story. One thing I remember about Jeremy was during his senior year, they had a good season. Uh, they had <laughs> Jeremy Buffington and Will Hossifluck. In the backfield. But Jeremy had six consecutive games where he ran for 100 yards or more. And the Vikings won all six of those games. And that is a that is a product of Coach Marino finding something that the opponent was unable to stop. And as we all know, Coach Marino is going to continue to run the same play until you stop him. And uh, Jeremy uh, did a fantastic job and was a beneficiary of that. And uh, talking about the Viking players from the past, I know – 
That's uh, Terry Landis, a good friend of the podcast. Um, he uh, did an interview about an event they have coming up at the homecoming game against Marietta, and they were inviting some teams uh, from the 1970s uh, back to celebrate homecoming with the Vikings. Always a neat event, uh, Rube, and uh, Terry does such a fantastic job. And, you know, I don't think people realize I've, I've had just over the summer specifically a few people telling me stories about Terry Landis and what a fantastic athlete he was and how he was kind of – uh, their hero when they were little growing up and uh, Terry doesn't I don't think get a lot of recognition for that because he does so many other things now that we uh, give him recognition for but wow he must have been a fantastic athlete he was indeed went on to play uh, football up at West Virginia Wesleyan and let's talk now about um, some Viking and Lady Vikings soccer uh, the girls will be in action at home um, Thursday evening against the Grafton Bearcats and they, uh, the, the Lady Vikings and the Vikings will both be in action on Saturday, uh, beginning at 10 o'clock for the girls and at noon for the boys against the St. Albans Red Dragons. But I know you had a chance to talk to an interesting Lady Vikings senior in Michaela Riston. She doesn't like free time, Rube, and that was <laughs> one of the things that I touched on with her. She is so busy. She is the place kicker on the football team. Uh, she is also a member of the Lady Vikings soccer team and also a member of the training staff that uh, Coach Steve Lowe uh, puts out there at the sporting events, not to go, not to go along with uh, her class and school load that she has to deal with. And then she's also projecting into the year some other things that she might get into sports-wise. But what a fantastic kid, and uh, you know, I expect big things out of her this year. And talking Viking soccer, uh, Remy Boyce went from being a few years back a, an outstanding Viking soccer player to now – a member of the Vikings soccer coaching staff. Yeah, a neat story. You know, he's going to be working for his dad uh, as the assistant coach. So uh, that's always interesting, and, and I'm sure they'll enjoy that time together. But he's a good bridge, Rube, for uh, a younger voice for the players that uh, he can relate to them a little better maybe. And, and, and he's been there, played there, uh, did some great things. So he's really excited about the opportunity. And um, – the lady, the Spiking Vikes, as I like to call them, the volleyball team, they will open their season also on Thursday evening. They played down at Riverside, and I believe South Charleston will also be uh, in that match. And then the Lady Vikings will travel across the county to Ravenswood on Saturday, and I believe there are going to be four teams uh, competing in volleyball uh, on noon Saturday. And the the um, Viking cross-country team has a really interesting meet coming up on Saturday up in Preston County. I love the name. It's called the Preston County Nighty Night. <laughs> and their nickname, they're the, they're the Preston County Knights. But also the event takes place at 8.30 in the evening. So it is a night race, something very uh, unusual in the sport of soccer. When mo- sport of cross country, I'm sorry. When most of us are going to bed, they're taking off. <laughs> they're running across country, so best of luck to them. And, and Brian, we always like to... Uh, to uh, tribute, uh, pay tribute to the former Vikings who have gone on and are doing well uh, academically, and we have a couple that we'd like to talk about this week. Yeah, Taylor Kennedy, Rube, uh, to start at Fairmont State. She's the uh, goaltender uh, for the lady soccer team there. She's majoring in exercise science, and she's one of five West Virginia students to receive a graduate school scholarship at WVU. She'll be focusing on reducing obesity and related diseases. So uh, just a a great honor, and what a great kid. She's a hard worker. 
and good luck to that Falcon soccer team as they open their season on Sunday afternoon against Slippery Rock. So a neat, uh, a neat thing for her, and uh, I know she's going to enjoy uh, her senior season in soccer. Uh, it's uh, been a, quite a ride for her. And I noticed on Facebook that Caden Hall, uh, a real friend of the podcast, uh, he is recovering from a knee injury, uh, suffered with the uh, the um, football program down at West Virginia State, but he was doing well. He was back on the treadmill, and it looks like things are shaping up for Caden as far as uh, his uh, knee recovery. Yeah, Ruben, he received uh, a pretty neat honor, too. He's one of two students at State who received the U.S. Department of Agricultural Fifth Generation Farming Family Award, so pretty neat. Yeah, he's going to be receiving a, a scholarship there, and it's good to hear that Caden uh, that is doing well. You know, Ripley High School um, principal, Dwayne Merritt, um, he is back to lead his alma mater, and actually, he will actually be leading the alma mater. The Viking Band has started a new program on Friday evenings, and they're going to have members of the community actually being the guest director for the national anthem and the alma mater, and they have asked Dwayne Merritt to, to come out and lead the alma mater at uh, Friday's game against Brooke, and I know you had a chance to talk to Dwayne about his the new hat he's wearing there. Yeah, he's seen a lot of uh, different aspects of uh, the uh, Jackson County education uh, around the, the county, uh, from being a teacher to being a coach to being a player to being a student, and now uh, being an administrator uh, at Ripley High and being the uh, head principal there. I just really got a sense from him, Rube, when I chatted with him that he was so excited to get those kids on campus. He was uh, thrilled for that to come. He's been in the job since July 1st and doing all the prep work, getting uh, things ready for them to come. And I think he was just over all that, and he was just ready for the kids to be there. All right, Brian, it's episode 132. Let's get started. You'd be hard-pressed to find anyone else with more enthusiasm for Ripley High than Carolyn Rader. Our mayor is pumped for a community pep rally on Thursday evening. One of the Vikings' greatest fans is none other than Mayor Carolyn Rader. And Mayor Rader, I understand there's going to be a community pep rally on Thursday evening. Tell us about it. This is such an exciting time, Mike, to have in Ripley when the fall sports begins, and we are so excited to welcome. First, we have a new band director who's leading the pride of Jackson County, and they will be there to participate. We've invited the Midget League all the way up, all the people who will support our Viking team as they uh, the football team that opens Friday night. But we've invited the Midget League football teams. We've invited the golf all fall sports to be a part of this so that we when we're out cheering for these people then we'll be able to associate a name with a face and the coaches have all been invited and if the particular sport has a meet that evening or they have a practice they will not be able to attend but they were very sorry they could not attend but we're excited to have everybody join together on the courthouse line uh, this Thursday night at 6 30. Very good, Mayor. Thank you very much. Thank you. Viking defensive coordinator Shane Casto says his young prevent unit may lack experience, but the group starting with four juniors and two sophomores brings good effort to the football field. All right, welcome back inside the podcast. Joined now by Viking defensive coordinator Shane Casto. Coach, thanks for being with me. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. Uh, talking season's over. Preseason's over now. It's time to 
actually hit somebody wearing a different uniform. Uh, I know that's something uh, the coaching staff and the players are excited for. Oh, yeah. You you know, you, all the work you put in and, you know, in the winter months in the weight room and the conditioning and, you know, and then June practice and then two a days and, you know, all that good stuff, you know, that's what that's what you're building for is, is Friday nights, you know, and, and we're, we're glad it's finally here and, um, you know, we can put the hay in the barn and go to work. Brooke uh, beat us by three touchdowns up there last year. I know that's something that uh, is probably uh, stuck in the back of your all's mind. It's, this is a game you want to get. I mean, this is a big momentum game. you got a young football team. Uh, getting off to a quick start and getting a victory here tonight would certainly uh, give you a big uh, foot forward in the 2022 season. Absolutely. You know, anytime you can start your season off going, you know, winning the first game, it gives you a kind of a jump start, kick start to, you know, the rest of your season and, uh, you know, and throw in, like you said, you know, they, they put it on us pretty good up there last year. And, you know, the coaches I know haven't forgotten that, and I'm sure most of the guys haven't as well. And, um, you know, having that in the back of your mind and, you know, some of these guys, I know, I know a Ty Stevens, you know, he's, he's a Ripley football guy and, and grew up watching it and been here as long as I can remember. And I'm sure he's heard about the late 80s, you know, and, and the nemesis of the mighty Brook Bruins. And, you know, and we've, we've won two of our last three with them. But they, like I said, they got us pretty good up there last year. And, and we expect them to have a good football team coming down here this week. And, uh, you know, got a lot of, a lot of returners back. And so we're looking forward to the challenge. Coach, been some roster turnover, no secret about that. you got a lot of young guys playing. Talk about the challenge. Uh, just the simple things, Coach. You, you and I talked about it. Getting lined up right, uh, getting yourself in the right position to, to make a play uh, is one of those things that sometimes gets overlooked. You line up in the wrong spot, and then you're behind the eight ball to begin with. Yeah, and it's, you know, a lot of – and I know this is going to sound bad, but a lot of people don't get that part of it, you know. Um, yeah, I'll use the, the scrimmage with Scott, you know, last week. And the biggest problem in that scrimmage is we lined up wrong. And, that, and that's my fault, you know. And I'll take, I'll take the, the blame for that. And, you know, assuming that kids are doing the right thing and know what they're doing, you know. So we've kind of the last couple of days slowed down a little bit, making sure they know where to line up. You know, if they don't know that, then it doesn't matter what scheme, what defense, what front, what blitz, what coverage we do, it, it's not going to matter. Um, so, you know, we like I said, we've slowed down and, and tried to break it down for them a little bit and, and build them back up and, and get them to have some confidence in themselves. How pleased are you with the effort so far? The effort's been great. Uh, you can't fault that. These guys play hard. Um, the only thing that, that they need to probably get a little better grip on as far as that goes is um, – when things don't go their way, they, they're young. They, they tend to maybe want to hang their head a little bit, which will cost them the next play as well. So, you know, other than that, when they're playing, they generally play hard, they work hard, they lift hard, they run hard. You know, we can't, can't you know, fault them any for that. But, it, you know, being, being young, being a little bit inexperienced, um, they, they, they've got to grow up a little bit. And, and that, that takes a little time. But some of them are kind of getting thrown to the fire and, you know, instead of testing the water a little bit. So, but it, so far, the effort's been great. I know something that uh, you wanted to improve upon last year was stopping the run. This is a point of attack uh, sport. Uh, the game is won in the trenches on both sides. Stopping the run uh, is something I know that you've uh, really made an emphasis on here in the preseason. Absolutely. If we can't stop the run, they're they're not going to pass. You know, so we we get we've got to get the run stopped first and foremost. And you know, with, with, on the offensive side, we want to get the ground game going because that does open up the passing game. But um, you know, so if if we can't get it stopped, we've we've broke it down on the tackling side of it. You know, drills and and a little more contact in practice. You know, what we're allowed anyway. And uh, you know, like you said, put a lot of emphasis on it. 
What do you need to see out of your defense this week to get a victory? Grit, toughness, drive, and competitiveness. If we do that, then we've got a chance. Thanks for the time, Coach. Appreciate it, Brian. Thank you. He starred for the Ripley High football team in the mid-90s as a running back. And Jeremy Buffington joins an elite group as a member of the Viking Football Hall of Fame this Friday. Jeremy Buffington, one of the all-time leading running backs in the history of Viking football, gained 2,000 yards during his career at uh, dear old Ripley High. And Jeremy, good to have you with us today, man. It's great to be here, Rich. So you played for um, Ripley football in the um, in the mid-90s, and it was a good time uh, to be wearing the blue and white. It sure was. Tell me, uh, what are your memories of playing for Coach Marino and, and some of those teams uh, that you were on? Uh, I think you started as a sophomore, junior, and senior. Right, right, right. Um, actually, Will and I both started as uh, freshmen. We had a freshman team that we came up and played some with the JV and varsity. But, um, you know, most of us had played together our whole lives. And uh, we were a pretty tight-knit group. And people remember uh, your yards rushing, but Jeremy, you were also uh, one of the standouts on the defensive team, as I recall, uh, one of the leading tacklers, and also uh, came up with uh, a couple of interceptions uh, during your senior season. Yes, sir. And you were also, uh, of course, in addition to... Uh, Playing football, you're also a member of the Viking baseball team, and also people recall uh, an outstanding career as being part of the the Viking wrestling program. Uh, I believe qualified for four state tournaments. Tell us about that. Um, well, it's you know different. I had a I was kind of a unique situation having my dad right there uh, coaching all the way up through, and uh, he's you know the trainer for the football team. So, you know, he was he was right there all the time and was able to mentor me and, you know, push me along when, you know, maybe I, I might not have wanted to be pushed so hard, but, you know, <laughs> uh, it's made me the man I am today, that's for sure. Um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And Jeremy, speaking of uh, of your dad, Steve, being right there with you, he is going to be right there with you on the Friday evening as you are both being inducted into the Viking Football Hall of Fame. And as I recall, this is the only the second time that we've had a father-son uh, duo that go in the Hall of Fame at the same time. So I guess that has to be kind of special to be to go, be going in at the same time as your father. Well, I mean, it's an honor for me, for sure. You know, Dad's already, he's in the Mid-Ohio Valley Hall of Fame. He's in Ravenswoods, of course. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's great that, that we were able to go in together on this one since he was, you know, like like I mentioned, uh, around for every bit of my wrestling and football career through high school. And uh, he was more than uh, an athletic trainer. He was also uh, more or less like an extension of the coaching staff at Ripley High during the uh, the Frank Marino era. He was. He was. He he liked to work with the uh, wide receivers and tailbacks and, and our defensive backs. You know, your dad was was quite a wide receiver, not only in high school and at college. Uh, set some records up at Glenville State, and uh, I believe he had a tryout with a professional team, but he was having some back issues at the time and was not able to uh, to stay on with uh, Philadelphia of the World Football League, but that's quite an honor just to be invited uh, to a tryout for a professional football team. 
Sure, that, that that's awesome. Yeah, I used to tell people about that when I was young, and that's not real big, you know. But he was fast, and he had really good hands. So, um, you know, in that day, that's all you needed to be able to, to play well. That was him. He he worked hard. That's for sure. He definitely instilled that kind of work ethic and stickativity in me. Well, Jeremy, it's great to talk with you. Congratulations on being selected for the Viking Football Hall of Fame and to be able to share that honor uh, with your dad. Congratulations. Thanks, Rear. I'm excited. Plans are already in the works to salute some Ripley Viking football teams from the past. As Terry Landis tells us, it will take place during the homecoming game September the 16th against the Marietta Tigers. We've got a, a tradition at Ripley High School of inviting back uh, former members of the Viking football program and we're continuing that trend this year. As a matter of fact, making up for a few years that were lost due to the uh, COVID restrictions. And we're talking with Terry Landis who's helping to organize uh, the event on homecoming. So Terry, tell us all about it. Well, like you said, we are trying to uh, recognize alumni from the past, and so we have sent out uh, invitations as such on Facebook and various social media to let all the members of the teams who played during the 1969 season, 70, 71, 72, and 73, that five-year span, any person who was a member of the Viking football team, regardless of your class, uh, we'd like them to come back and be recognized and honored at homecoming. And Terry, if someone is interested in participating in this event, do they need to contact someone or should they just show up at the, at the ball game uh, against Marietta? Well, it makes it better for us if they contact me or Mike McIntyre or Alan Humphrey Dale Rubin, any of the four of us, so that we can do a little bit of advanced planning. But we certainly welcome people who their plans uh, allow them to come at the last minute. We can accommodate anybody. We're just uh, we're just happy to have any of those alumni football players come back. It's a time for them to reminisce, to uh, renew friendships, just a little social get-together, and plus a time for people to recognize Ripley High School football. Well, Terry, uh, it's great to recognize uh, Viking players and Viking teams from the past, and we appreciate your help in organizing this event. Hey, it's fun. I like to see these guys, too. This is coming from my time. You can call Viking senior Michaela Riston a triple threat when it comes to fall sport activities at Ripley High School. All right, we welcome senior Michaela Riston into the podcast. Michaela, thanks for being with me. Yeah, of course. You don't have a whole lot going on your senior year, right? I mean, you're, let's see, school hasn't started yet. And then correct me if, you're, if I'm wrong here. You're playing football. Mm -hmm. You're playing soccer. You're a trainer. Mm -hmm. You have two jobs. And then school starts on Wednesday. Yeah, yep, that's yep, that's that's just a little bit, bare minimum of stuff to do. So it's okay. So I'm I'm assuming that you're someone who doesn't like a lot of free time. You don't like to sit around and do nothing. Is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah, pretty much. I hate sitting around. It's horrible. <laughs> so so tell me about. Uh, see, we'll start with soccer. Tell me about soccer. It's your senior year. You guys have a good team. You had a good team last year. I think uh, the uh, sights are set pretty high for you guys. 
uh, as you look into the regular season, uh, getting, I guess you've already begun, uh, and preseason on, or postseason on down the road a little bit, but I know uh, expectations are high for you guys. Yeah, it definitely is. The weight's on our shoulders, but I think we have a strong team this year, and we're going to do really good and get very far. I'm hoping better than last year, and it's going to go great. And then you transition into Friday nights. Now you're a place kicker on the football team. Uh, what brought that about? Uh, what interested you in doing that, and, and how do you feel so far as you're into uh, game week number one on the football side? I'm actually very nervous for my first game, but I'm – I got faith that I'll do all right. Um, but football has always been one of those sports that I've always wanted to play, but I've just been too scared. My senior year, I thought I'd just full send it and just jump on in and have fun with it. And also athletic training. Uh, you've been doing that for a couple of years. Uh, also one of your passions as well. Yes, I love helping people, and I just it's been fun. The girls, Mr. Lowe, we have a great time, and when it comes to need, we're out there helping and setting up everything. So. And we won't speculate but there's going to be some other sports as school wears on that you're going to thinking about being involved in so you got a busy senior season on the athletic field talk about school I know that's something that you focus on a lot and something that you take a lot of pride in yeah uh school this year I really wanted to focus on trying to get some like good classes in there try to get some college and work hard on that just so I can set my future and really get into it and get grades so so let's let me ask you a silly question. If you had free time, because I don't think you have any, but let's say you had an hour of free time on the weekend, what's something fun that you might do that's not Ripley High School related? I would say working out or something or practicing, <laughs> but you said not, not <laughs> school related. So uh, we're going to go with probably hanging out with my best friend Marissa and going out and just, I don't know, doing something, maybe taking a nap for once. <laughs> How about some goofy superstitions? Like you got to wear a red sock on your left foot or just something silly that that maybe you do maybe you don't have any superstition um i jam out for like 30 minutes on the way to games and stuff just getting pumped up and if i don't do that i feel like i play bad or i'm not pumped up enough for a game so i just like blaring music in my car for a few minutes excited about friday night uh i know i'm excited for you you're gonna do great uh you just stick in there and do your thing and you'll be just fine i will definitely try so we're hoping we get there. Michaela, enjoy your senior season. Uh, it's going to be a great year for you. We expect big things, and uh, we look forward to seeing what happens for you throughout 2022 and 2023. Thank you so much. I definitely won't let you guys down. He has wrapped up his college career, and now Remy Boyce turns his attention to coaching. The Ripley grad has joined the staff of his father, Victor Boyce, with Viking Soccer. All right, welcome back to Viking 360, joined now by 2017 graduate of Ripley High School, Remy Boyce. Remy, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. Hey, great to catch up with you. Uh, you had a busy summer, man. Let's talk a little bit uh, about the Mad Batters baseball team. I know uh, you had a lot of fun with that. Oh, yeah, it was the best. It was a great experience. Tell, tell me about it. How did that come about? Where did you guys play? How many games did you end up playing through the season? And then uh, how did you finish up? Uh, it actually came about um, because my younger brother, Bernie, was looking for a summer ball team and didn't really want to go go uh, anywhere far, didn't want to spend a whole lot of money this summer, wanted to work. Uh, so dad's like looking around, trying to find a league we can join. It's like, let's just make our own our own team and join, join the league in Parkersburg. So we asked around some guys I graduated with, some a little bit older. Uh, Joe Thatcher's name that comes to my mind because he's 
was a 90, 97 graduate, I think, 98, yeah. something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, we just decided to play one day and it was practiced every now and then, but it was, it was a great experience. We ended up playing probably 10 or 11 games, kind of championship games. You're one of the old guys now, though, man. What was it like getting <laughs> back out there and, and suiting up? Uh, adrenaline flowing, I'm sure, and uh, probably a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, it took me a little while to get used to seeing pitch, live pitching again, but feeling feeling was like riding a bike, it felt like. Uh, the hardest thing for me was just seeing pitching and trying to put the ball in play, honestly. What was the highlight of the season for you? Um, Honestly, getting to play with those guys – the guys again, like getting to play with Brody, especially getting to play with like Lane and Eason. All those guys are graduated with. I haven't got to play with since then. Kind of, kind of getting back into the old locker room again, and oh yeah, you know, firing that banner back up and having a good time. I know that's always one of the big things athletes miss whenever it's over is you know just being on a team and being a part of something again. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of, uh, you've transitioned into school beginning and. Uh, you're helping your dad coach the, the soccer team. Talk about that, how excited you are about that opportunity, and then uh, about uh, how that kind of came about. Yeah, uh, it's really been great so far. It actually just came about um, one day I was interning up at Fairmont with my, with the strength coach up there. He's like, it could be good for you to get some coaching experience. And I'm like, well, my dad's a soccer coach down at the high school, and I played soccer. So he's like, that could be a great opportunity. And I followed, followed the thread with that. Took all the classes and stuff like that. Dad helped me uh, take all the stuff I was supposed to do. And, yeah, one thing led to another, and I ended up being the assistant coach. And it's honestly been a great experience. So give me a, a 2022 outlook for the Viking boys soccer team. Uh, We're, we're super young. We got a, a two seniors, a handful of juniors, and mostly sophomores and freshmen. But I, I think we could end up winning – uh, probably 10 or 11 games this year. Uh, we could be, at least be competitive in all the games we play, though. Yeah, and you're We've close got... You're close enough to their age, too, Remy, that, uh, you know, the voice maybe uh, might be a little different. And I'm not calling your dad old because he's, <laughs> yeah. he's around my age. But, uh, yeah. you know, it, it is different. It's coming from a coach that's closer to their age. Yeah. And that can have an impact on them. Yeah. Also, I, I have experience playing on the field. Where, where dad didn't really play soccer in high school, he played football. I have first-hand experience of what it's like playing soccer at the high school level. What uh, What do you think you'll bring uh, to the coaching staff uh, besides uh, the obvious, the younger voice, and, and the, the uh, experience of being a Viking soccer player? Yeah, uh, I think a different point of view. I think it always helps to have uh, different perspectives with everything. Uh, I've helped uh, put a, a workout program so far with the guys. They've, that's been doing really well. The guys have been great with that. All, everybody working hard. Uh, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, for the main thing, I think different, different perspective, different drills we could go through, different uh, testing things we do, like the mile. We do 40-yard sprints now, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Well, Remy, uh, it's great to have you back in blue and white, man, and have you back in the fold at Ripley High School. Best of yeah, luck this great. year. Thank yeah, you. Best of luck this year, and we look forward to uh, catching up with you later on in the year. Yeah, thank you. When he gets sent to the principal's office at Rippey High, it's not because Dwayne Merritt is in trouble. It's because it's now the place where he works. 
joined now by the newly minted principal of Ripley High School, Dwayne Merritt. Uh, can I call you coach? Because I just feel like I need to call you coach. But coach, thanks for being with me. It's great to be with you. And you can certainly call me coach. I take that as a compliment because a coach is a teacher, and that's what I will always see myself as. So you've been uh, around Jackson County and in various uh positions uh, over the years uh, now the uh, a month ago back on July 1 uh, you became the principal here at Ripley High School what has that transition been like for you uh, a month in as you await the students to show up here in the next couple of days the transition has been fast and furious uh, there's a lot of planning and and uh, work to be done in uh, off season so to speak and but it's been great during the uh, summer i had opportunity to meet with 44 of our staff individually to try to uh, see through their eyes um, what ripley high school is um, had three opportunities to meet with our student council to try to do the same and see through a student's eyes of ripley high school and so that i could have that vision through them and to work on things to start off the year as best we can. It's changed a lot since you and I uh, were in high school, that's for sure. Uh, from a technology standpoint, you and I were talking about it before we jumped on the uh, podcast here. Uh, there's a fine line. Technology is obviously a, uh, a big part of our lives now, even as adults uh, in our work, uh, in our personal lives. Uh, but in the students' lives now, uh, you know, they have the MacBooks, they have all of these uh, uh, technological advantages, uh, but still there has to be some type of balance for them when it comes to the learning. That's exactly right. We, we have to be able to have uh, learning environments that, you know, are going to help students be ready for, you know, what's out there with technology. At the same time, we need to make sure that they have the communication skills and the personal, personal skills to have communication with one another uh, and relationship building. Um, it, it, it all ties in, and as long as we're using those devices to help within the positive process and, and they're not becoming something that uh, we rely on, instead of relationships so talk about that you get you have students coming in on wednesday and, and i know that's as a principal that has to be something you're looking forward to that's why teach and, and administrate uh, is because of the students it's not uh, for any other reason talk a little bit about your excitement level for that i'm very excited for this uh, to happen tomorrow morning um i shared with staff yesterday in, in our last meeting in preparation um before tomorrow um, that you know dear old Ripley High School we love you and, and that that's crucial to remember but the point in that that I want us all to remember is is it's not about the building it's not about the grounds it's about the people and when those students step back in here that's when it all becomes as best as can as, as that's why we're here is for the students uh, I, tomorrow, will be wearing a, a Christmas tie. I've done that for years on starting off the first day of school because, to me, when students come back, that's, that's like a big Christmas present. That, that's why, you know, what we do what we do is, is, is try to um, have students come with us and walk through this uh, path of public education and try to help make that path better for them and for others that come along and um, to have a lot of fun and growth as we're doing that. When you look at, uh, you know, your your past and, and your work around Jackson County, has there been anyone that you've leaned on, uh, especially now, uh, from an experience standpoint, to, to maybe help you or bounce ideas off of or be a sounding board for you? 
Yeah, I am so blessed uh, to be working with uh, Mr. Banton and Mr. Haskins, who are crucial to this school. Um, that is one reason that I uh, sought this position, because I knew we had solid um, administrators here, and we have a good staff. And then also, um, it, it's kind of ironic that my two of my bosses down at the uh, board office were our former Ripley High School principals. And so not only are they experienced within education, they're experienced specifically to Ripley high school you know mr haas fluke our superintendent and mr frazier our assistant superintendent um is you know, certainly people i can rely on and i guess the that's the good side the bad side is they know when i'm going to mess up <laughs> they, they know it better than anybody else I, you're a sports guy so uh, you know talk a little bit about the importance of sports within the high school and the, the you know the whole idea of uh, school spirit and uh, you know rallying behind these sports teams and the opportunities that your students are going to get through sports not only in high school but then further on in their careers and how it will help affect them in their work lives as well moving uh, forward for them talk a little bit about the importance of that yes sir the uh, the importance of sports and any you know extracurricular activity or co-curricular activity um is the the bonding together of people with uh, coming to uh, work on a common goal and that they're going to support each other through the good and the bad and you get that family thought of of you know learning life lessons and you have the process you know as a coach we talk about uh, and, and as a teacher we talk about the process of getting from one point to another and and that pinnacle of rising up and and having a win or uh, being successful within a certain competition um, that's great, but the process of where we start and where we go to is what it's all about. And that's what's going to be the life lessons for these kids um, as they go on and whether they participate in sports in college, hopefully they get that opportunity if that's what they desire to do. And if not, um, the life lessons they receive um, while doing it here at school, you know, we feel that it can help them with you know, being better husbands and wives and, and parents um, and, and to you know, be great citizens because that's what we want to emphasize in terms of uh, growth uh, within, you know, when the student comes to us and they're here in sports or they're here in a classroom, we want to meet them where they are and help them grow, whether it's on a, a, a technique within a certain sport or within academic, and we're going to try to help these kids grow. And that's what's going to help make a better Ripley and a better West Virginia and a better United States is, is to do that with our kids. Listen, man, I know you're busy. Teachers are back in full swing. Students will be here tomorrow, I believe. Uh, enjoy this time. It's an exciting time uh, for you and the students as well. But congratulations on your new position at Ripley High School. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.